Thanks for tuning into the Tom Nicola podcast, the audio version of my written articles. Like my website, I don't load my content with advertisements, but I do want to mention a couple of things I personally offer. First, the Nicola newsletter. Each Thursday, I send out my latest blog post and a popular article from my archive, along with other valuable content I've come across the previous week. My subscribers love getting their newsletter because it contains more than my own articles. Of course, it's free. Just go to tomnicola.com slash subscribe. Second, when you're ready to get serious about your health and fitness and want an efficient and effective program to follow, join Vigor Training. You get access to all of my workout programs for just $29 per month. Learn more and join at tomnicola.com slash vigor. On to the article. Magnesium, deficiencies, health benefits, and supplements. When you supplement with most micronutrients, you don't feel a significant difference, even though they make a difference. That's not the case with magnesium. I've received numerous testimonials from clients and members after supplementing with it regularly. Once you understand all it does for your metabolism, which forms make the most difference, and how much you should take, you can start experiencing the benefits as well. At least two-thirds of adults get less than the recommended dietary allowance, RDA, of magnesium, 400 to 420 milligrams for men and 310 to 320 milligrams for women. It is the second most common micronutrient deficiency next to vitamin D. Why is magnesium so important? Magnesium plays a role in more than 600 enzymatic reactions impacting almost every system in the body. At any given time, you store about 25 grams or a little less than an ounce. You store about half in your bones and half in your organs and tissues, while about 1% remains available in your blood. Inflammation. Those with low levels of magnesium are more likely to have elevated C-reactive protein, the main marker of systemic inflammation. Systemic inflammation contributes to everything from heart disease and degenerative disease to increased infections, including COVID-19. Increasing levels back to normal reduces C-reactive protein levels. Energy production. Magnesium aids in energy production by assisting with the extraction of energy from food, supporting proper utilization of amino acids, fat, and carbohydrates aiding in the production of adenosine triphosphate, ATP, the energy currents of every cell in the body, aiding in nerve impulse conduction, and assisting in the utilization of other micronutrients, including B-complex vitamins and vitamins C and E. Blood sugar and insulin sensitivity. Magnesium supports normal blood sugar levels and is needed for proper insulin metabolism. Those with insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, and or metabolic syndrome are often deficient. As we've seen in 2020, insulin resistance and diabetes are risk factors for several viral infections, including COVID-19. Taking magnesium alone won't bring blood sugar and insulin levels back to normal. It still requires a well-designed strength training program, a lower carb or ketogenic diet, and possibly medication. But the research shows it's very difficult to maintain optimal blood sugar and improve insulin levels without addressing the need for magnesium. Muscle function. 
Magnesium is essential for muscle contraction. Low levels compromise nerve conduction, which limits muscle contraction, reducing muscle strength and power. Opposite contraction it is also necessary for muscle relaxation. Not surprisingly, supplementation often helps reduce cramps and restless leg syndrome. It may help with normalizing blood pressure. Bone health. Osteoporosis risk jumps when levels decline. Though calcium plays a role in bone health, it's helpless without sufficient vitamin D and K plus magnesium. Vitamin D alone isn't as helpful for health without magnesium either, as the mineral is necessary for vitamin D metabolism. Depression and anxiety. Some believe the neural damage brought on by low magnesium diets can lead to feelings of depression. Magnesium insufficiency lowers serotonin, which can also contribute to dep depression. This, this explains why people experience a calming effect from magnesium. Researchers found that taking 125 to 300 milligrams with each meal and at bedtime reversed symptoms of depression in those who have low magnesium-related depression. It's not just depression, though. Low magnesium or even an ex excess intake of calcium can lead to agitation, anxiety, irritability, confusion, sleeplessness, headaches, including migraines, and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. Learning and memory. Low magnesium may accelerate the progression of neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Lewy body dementia. It controls synaptic plasticity, which affects learning, memory, and cognitive function. Quote, All elements of the limbic hypothalamus pituitary adrenal cortical axis are sensitive to the action of magnesium. Magnesium has also been demonstrated to suppress hippocampal kindling, attenuate the release of and the effect of adrenal cortical at sensitivity to adrenocorticotropic hormone, ACTH, and may influence the access of corticosteroids to the brain at the level of the blood-brain barrier via its action on P-glycoprotein, BOIL-NB et al. Exercise and sports performance. Animal studies show that deficiency increases free radical production during exercise. Physical stress also increases the use of magnesium, making competitive athletes and fitness enthusiasts more at risk of insufficiency if they don't supplement. Magnesium is necessary for optimal muscle contraction, immune function, hormone production, and cardiovascular function. All that said, there doesn't seem to be a benefit of excessive intake. Once you reach an optimal level, taking more doesn't create an ergogenic effect. What causes low levels? If you don't consume enough through diet or supplements, you'll remain deficient. Food processing strips most of the minerals found in grains, and fortified foods contain minimal amounts of poor, poorly absorbed forms of minerals. Also, even the best multivitamins rarely contain enough because the most bioavailable form of the mineral takes up so much space. Sugar consumption increases the use of magnesium. So does excessive physical or mental stress. Proton pump inhibitors like Nexium and Prevacade and antacids decrease magnesium absorption, while loop and thiazide diuretics increase excretion. Fluoride, commonly found in tap water, and excessive zinc, 
over 142 milligrams per day, reduce magnesium absorption as well. Though high fiber intakes are generally considered healthy, partially fermentable fibers like hemicellulose or non-fermentable fibers like cellulose and lignin can also interfere with absorption. Exercise increases magnesium excretion, which may increase daily requirements by 10 to 20%. Lastly, if you met the recommended daily allowance, that's still not an optimal amount. The RDA is set at a level where most people would avoid deficiency symptoms, not a level where they're getting optimal amounts of micronutrients. How to increase magnesium through diet. You can get some magnesium from foods. The foods with the highest concentrations include unprocessed whole grains, dark leafy greens, beans, legumes, and certain types of nuts. Also, protein, medium-chain triglycerides, and low or indigestible carbohydrates like resistant starch, oligosaccharides, and inulin enhance the mineral's absorption. However, even with a good diet, you probably won't get enough from food alone. That brings us to supplements. How to increase levels with supplements. Supplements are available in a variety of forms, which makes it confusing to pick the right one. I'll briefly touch on your options. Organic versus inorganic. When describing minerals, organic doesn't have the same meaning you're familiar with as it relates to food. Magnesium isn't found on its own in supplements. It is bound to another molecule or compound, such as a salt or an amino acid. When magnesium is bound to a carbon-containing molecule, it's considered organic. When it doesn't contain a carbon atom, it's considered inorganic. Organic magnesium is not better in this case, so don't be fooled by a product that boasts organic chelate. All forms, if you take enough, should raise blood, tissue, and brain levels. However, some forms are more bioavailable than others, so you can take less and get more into your blood and tissues. The best magnesium supplements. The following table includes numerous forms and their primary benefits. However, I usually recommend the first two forms as they are the most bioavailable and well-supported in research. If you use too much, especially too much from a low-quality form, it can lead to one well-known side effect, loose stools or diarrhea. So in the table, I have in one column the type of magnesium and in the other the benefits. I'll just read through that. Magnesium bisglycinate, bound to the amino acid glycine, this is the most bioavailable. Magnesium threonate, the only form of magnesium that crosses the blood-brain barrier so it has a significant impact on sleep and cognitive function. Magnesium carbonate, helpful for those with indigestion or acid reflux. Magnesium chloride, commonly recommended for supporting detoxification and kidney function. Magnesium citrate, Helpful with constipation as it is a mild laxative. Magnesium malate. Can be helpful for those with fatigue as malic acid is involved in ATP production and is more bioavailable than most forms. Magnesium oxide. Most common form in over-the-counter constipation medications. And magnesium sulfate. Also known as Epsom salt. This magnesium is often added to a bath, but can also be used internally. 
though it does have a laxative effect like magnesium oxide. Most of the best multivitamins include magnesium glycinate and or malate. Which supplement should you use? I use and recommend thorn magnesium bisglycinate as part of the foundational five, highlighted below. This form is the best absorbed mineral chelate. As it is bound to the amino acid glycine, it also supports digestive function, supports healthy joints, calms the mind, and supports restful sleep. A single serving dose of magnesium is 200 milligrams, though some people need two or three doses a day initially. For those who struggle with sleep or need additional cognitive support, I recommend magnesium threonate in addition to bisglycinate, but not in place of it. Magnesium L-threonate, developed by scientists at MIT, crosses the blood-brain barrier and increases brain levels of the mineral. Animal research shows it improves learning abilities, working memory, and short and long-term memory. A mouse model of Alzheimer's disease showed that threonate supplementation prevented or reversed synapse loss and memory loss. In older adults with existing cognitive problems, supplementing increased brain levels as expected. They also experienced improvements in executive function, memory, and problem-solving abilities. You can contact me if you're interested in magnesium threonate, and I can set you up with that through my Wellevate dispensary. Of course, as I always say, you can just go to TomNicola.com, go to the homepage, and scroll down to the section on supplements, and you can get to my Wellevate dispensary there as well.